0: hello and welcome to the moncast a podcast where twice a week we watch pokemon and digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and differences that they share i'm sam and i'm stevie and
1: the score currently stands at 9-6 to pokemon and this time we're watching episode 16 pokemon shipwreck and the arrival of school greymon
0: First episode we are watching is Pokemon Shipwreck. Just google the plot
1: of the Poseidon Adventure and add a few Pokemon. That's it. That is the plot of this episode. Really? Yep, just google the plot of the Poseidon Adventure and add a few Pokemon in. Honestly, me giving a synopsis does not do this episode justice. My advice is if you want to know what this plot, this episode's about, just watch it because it's a good episode. It's a really good episode. Okay. That's my synopsis.
0: I don't think it's that good. Really? Oh. It's not the best episode ever.
1: It's the best episode we've had so far.
0: No, no way. Okay. I guess we'll start talking about it then.
1: I watched this after Digimon, so I'm a bit swayed because I don't like the Digimon episode.
0: I also watched this after Digimon.
1: Yeah, this after Digimon this week felt good. I'm glad I watched it in this order.
0: It wasn't that good. I don't know why you're so excited about it. You'll have to explain. What What did you like?
1: A <laughs> bit of preamble. This is my favourite small arc from the Indigo League. It's the last episode, this episode and the next episode. I absolutely love them. This is potentially my favourite episode because it's really good and it does a lot of things that I like. So, first and foremost, the opening. It's got really sad, dramatic music and it's different to what we're used to. We haven't had them walking somewhere or being lost to them seeing a Pokemon and then it coming up with the title and then Ash being all excited and then being super happy. Do, 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 music. It's not that. It's got the narrator saying what happened in the last episode and it cuts straight to Ash saying Pokemon shipwreck and the music's really sad.
0: I like the opening line where the narrator goes,
1: holy Titanic. Just blatant reference to what the, apart from the Poseidon adventure, which is an even better reference because that's what the episode is referencing. It's not
0: even a, a phrase. No, it's not. It's just, holy Titanic. It's pretty dark, this episode, really.
1: Especially the opening, because it starts off with that dramatic opening, and then it goes to um, Officer Jenny declaring them dead, and then just dropping flowers in the water, and it fades to black. This must be so traumatic to watch as a kid. They should have sent out a search
0: party for them, at least. I'm assuming they must have at some point. Still, dark episode is dark. It's a lot of almost drowning and suffocating or starving (laughs) what's your like one of your likes things you like ash follows the laws of cartoons and sticks to the ceiling and defies gravity because it's funnier that way his jacket's caught on the table that doesn't make him sit upside down on a couch
1: he's not sat upside down though he's hanging upside down i don't think so well it was still funny and it was a good way of opening the episode with him seeing brock and misty stood on the ceiling I like Team Rocket's joint hallucination. It is cool. And the motto as well. They've changed it and they're sort of relaxed when
0: they're saying it. James with a perfect tan. (laughs) And then they're just underneath the cooker, which is spewing fire for no reason. Because it's funny. Because then they get burnt hair, which lasts for like a minute or two after they leave the room. Yeah, and then it goes away because that's
1: what happens in cartoons. Any of the likes? I've got about 15 of them. You've got about
0: 15 (laughs) Okay, Alex, Misty, calming down the battle and making them stop fighting because they shouldn't be fighting.
1: Mm, She takes charge. She basically forces them to work together because she knows that that's the only way they're going to get out, which is a big thing that I liked in this episode. I think every single one of Ash's Pokemon gets a use.
0: No, Butterfree doesn't. Well, Okay,
1: Butterfree doesn't. Pikachu doesn't, really. He jolts Ash's memory.
0: (laughs) That was only a little bit silly.
1: It's good enough... A big thing in this episode is everyone seems to be able to utilize their Pokemon for purposes. Like Misty sends out Goldeen to go and check underneath the water to see if there's an exit. Brock uses Onyx as the staircase to go up the upside down stairs. Jesse uses Ekans to burn a hole through the floor, which granted backfired, but it's still a use. Bulbasaur was used to cross over the gantry that had fallen down over the fire. Skirdle was used to get to the surface. It was just a good episode to see pokemon being used for something that isn't battling it was great i really like this episode there's no real battles in this episode apart from maybe if you count Pikachu electrocuting Meowth
0: and all of the lightweight pokemon being sent out tilting the whole ship (laughs) yeah the entire ship can change because there's a couple of pokemon stood somewhere else but apparently an onyx doesn't tilt it at all
1: no no it does not
0: Giant rock snake weighs less than a turtle, plant, and a fire lizard, and an electric mouse, and a cat. Those are all very small animals.
1: Any other likes?
0: I liked Jesse and James' preemptive goodbye when they thought they were going to die in that fiery room. Calls her Jessica.
1: I know, that's weird. Gotta be serious, because he's her full name. Oh. Uh, and um, I like Meow's quote shortly after that, which is, uh, I hate water, especially wet water. I'm trying to get through the likes because I've got so many. We're just we're most of the way through them, but I've still got a fair few left, so I'm just going to reel them out. Uh, Magikarp is the best Pokemon ever.
0: Yeah, everything about Magikarp in this episode good. When James is like, okay,
1: Magikarp, go, and he's just pointing, feeling so confident about himself, and Magikarp's there just
0: flailing around. It's so good. I've already made the thumbnail, and it's just disappointed James with the Magikarp on the floor.
1: <laughs> so did you know that the Pokemon world has a Bible? Apparently it does. It does, because it's got the story of Noah.
0: Yep. Brock's into his Bible stories. He
1: is. Makes no sense. And I understand why they did it, because they reference it, because it explains why Pidgeotto is doing what Pidgeotto is doing. But also, you could have just mentioned that it would be good to go and send a flying type Pokemon to go find land. Didn't have to bring the Bible in, because now it brings up so many more
0: questions. They want to get those Christian kids watching, don't they? Mm. They need to appeal to more people. Look, look, they're imitating evolution. Evolution is a joke.
1: <laughs> I like when the, on the raft, the brings back Team Rocket and they're unconscious and the gang are like, oh, they, they're dead. Let's bury them at sea. It's the right thing to do. And they start pushing them back in the ocean. It's like, no, what are you doing? You haven't even checked if they're alive or not. It's, it's what they would have wanted. <laughs> and then out in the ocean and then gets back out and Pikachu's just like, rats. He snaps his fingers. Pikachu wants that to be death. How on earth does a Pikachu snap its fingers? Yeah, so I, I think that's probably my favourite scene, tiny scene in the in the in this episode. And then they're sat on the raft for what seems like a day or two or hours or whatever. And Magikarp the entire time is in the middle of the raft flailing around. As I said, Magikarp's the best. I absolutely love Magikarp in this episode, especially, because it's useless and it's pointless until it evolves into Gyarados.
0: And then it's sort of stupid.
1: When I was younger, I was terrified of Gyarados. Something about it scares me. I think it's because one of my biggest fears are sea monsters. And it's a giant sea monster. And it could eat the person. And it's always got its mouth open as well, which is a bit intimidating.
0: Sea monsters aren't real, Sam. Yeah, but sharks are a real thing. I guess you could call them sea monsters. Giant things in the sea that eat people. Gyarados wasn't animated enough to be scary.
1: (laughs) No, it was just...
0: One shot, one cell of
1: Gyarados being dragged across the screen. Like, they say that Dragon Rage is its
0: ultimate attack. Yeah, I think Dragon Rage is the 40 damage thing.
1: It does it no matter what. And it's like, that's not really an ultimate attack, is it? No, it isn't.
0: <laughs> Although, apparently, Dragon Rage is when multiple Gyarados get together and create a twister.
1: And do a conga line in a circle. Yeah. How fast must they be going
0: to create a twister like that really fast <laughs> but th- you can't see them moving the tails all the animations under the water so it's just the tall thin line <laughs>
1: of the Gyarados. to be fair though the water animation in this episode is a lot better than the water animation in
0: in digimon i guess maybe <laughs> probably but gyarados is bad yeah i prefer magic art i don't know if you could say about the animated if it's not really animated at all they
1: get sucked into to the twister and they're like don't let go and then they immediately let go and then it leaves
0: it a cliffhanger they're either going end up in kansas or at the quidditch world Cup.
1: <laughs> oh that's so good i didn't even think of that reference that's brilliant so any more likes not really okay dislikes i have none <laughs> ignorance is bliss okay no okay now convince me of some dislikes i'm ready to be Swayed. I think it's a bit blind of me to not have any dislikes, but also I do enjoy this episode that much. I think it's worth you trying to explain to me the flaws of this episode, because I I clearly have nostalgia blindness for this episode.
0: Most of my dislikes are to do with stuff that don't make sense or are inconsistent in the series. So, first of all, how did the police force know that it was Jesse and James when they were in disguise pretty much the whole time? And also, why do they care when Jesse and James are known criminals? Why do they mourn these promising Pokemon trainers? <laughs> that are criminals that they've been wanting to get rid of for ages. So they see this as an excuse to get rid of them. We must warn
1: these criminals. They weren't the worst people ever. They just did some petty crimes.
0: (laughs) But they were the most wanted criminals, apparently.
1: It does make sense that they wouldn't have known who Jesse and James are because they were in disguise. I, I completely get that.
0: At least they were the most of the time. It's all speculation. But the
1: only people who would know who they
0: are are probably Team
1: Rocket themselves.
0: Other things that don't make sense, Ash decides to be a cheater and send out three Pokemon in his battle. He's pulling Team Rocket tricks. He knows the legal rules are one Pokemon in a battle and then he sends out all three starters. Well, I assume he's just done with it.
1: He's under the sea. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to have to deal with this battle. So just send them all out, get them all out and just blast Team Rocket off, get done with it and then work out how to survive. Just
0: get it out. Blasty team rocket off. Oh my god, why have you got to make everything worse? So bad. Okay, the other thing that I didn't like was they've reused Onyx footage of him turning his head around. I recognize that animation from the Onyx battle. Onyx turning to look at the camera.
1: That's the sort of stuff that I'd pick up. I think I was taking notes at that time though.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure it was the same. Either that or I'm confusing it with Seedraman from Digimon and that animation because it looks identical. Onyx and Seedramon are pretty much the same. Yeah, and then there was Onyx not capsizing the ship, despite him being, like, the heaviest Pokemon that any of them have. Yeah, that, that was good. That was dumb.
1: Especially since they made a, b- a big scene out of them trying to equalize the ship.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then they just sent out the giant rock snake. Okay, and I've got a couple more things that are dumb. Bulbasaur has to be incredibly strong but incredibly heavy in order to not be dragged into the fire by the weight of three people on his vines. I don't think Bulbasaur's that strong or heavy. Do you? Shh. Also, how did Team Rocket then get across? Did Bulbasaur send his vines back? Because they just sort of skipped that bit. I'm assuming so. Stop blowing holes in my plot. There was another thing that I actually did like, which was the Who's That Pokemon? was for a Pokemon that we haven't seen yet in the episode. We saw it in the last episode, though. Yeah, it was in the last episode, though. For once, it wasn't the Pokemon that we'd already seen in the episode.
1: Okay, that's another thing I like. It is the bit where... Jesse and Meowth are like, "Oh, how how do we get out? We haven't got Water Pokemon." And James' this little maniacal laugh, basically, "You are you all mocked me." Now who's got the Water Pokemon here? Yeah. And it's it's still useless. It's still useless, James.
0: Magikarp can jump over mountains. It can. That is in a Pokédex entry. Okay. It can literally jump over mountains. It,
1: it can't swim that well. It's it's terrible. It's an awful Pokemon. It does
0: nothing. This episode's dumb.
1: It's not dumb, it's good. Plot-wise, it's brilliant. They're trapped under the sea in an upturned ship and all they have are Pokémon to get out. And they use the Pokémon in such a good way, even though some of it doesn't make sense. I'm
0: just looking up the Pokédex entries. Uh, So many of these Pokédex entries just really insult Magikarp. Just like, it is virtually worthless. It is the most weak and pathetic Pokémon in the world. (laughs) Magikarp is a pathetic excuse for a Pokémon. What? Which one says that? <laughs> Omega Ruby. Aw, that's so mean. Ah, uh, so many of these are just really mean. It may jump high on rare occasions, but never more than seven feet. Oh, here it is. A magic arp living for many years can leap a mountain using splash. Okay, so these mountains have to be no more than seven feet tall, though. The inconsistencies. And then it says here it is unable to swim against even slow-moving currents, but it could jump over mountains.
1: Yeah, some of these don't make sense. Like, there's some where someone's in the science of Pokemon, and they've taken some Pokédex entries and done some science and explained why it's completely broken.
0: For no reason, it jumps and splashes about, making it easy for predators like Pidgeotto to catch it mid-jump. So apparently all Magikarp flail around all the time. Um, but Magikarp's bigger than Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto can carry all of Team Rocket's back to a raft. So,
1: what was your favourite thing
0: Oh, wait, I have one more thing. Okay. Where did they get the rope from? Brock's bag. <laughs> You're probably right. It's where all the plot is held. She's like, we need this. Brock will have in his magic bag. They should have just got out a submarine.
1: Team Rocket should have made some sort of invention out of stuff.
0: They could have just got a cardboard box called it the submarine. <laughs> Problem solved.
1: Okay, so what's your favourite thing? I'm going to say Magikarp. Mine's
0: the same. But not Gyarados. No.
1: Magikarp's the best. Some of the best jokes in this episode were about Magikarp. It is the most
0: pathetic (laughs) Pokémon. I still can't get over these Pokédex descriptions. that has got to be an opinion though, it's not a fact. The most weak and pathetic Pokémon in the world. (laughs) Until
1: Generation 3 where they tried to make Magikarp
0: 2.0. What was Magikarp 2.0? Feebas. I wonder what it says about Feebas. Oh, Feebas gets insulted as well. It is a shabby and ugly Pokémon.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure its type is like shabby Pokémon or something like that. No
0: one pays any attention to it. I know, how how bad is this? Oh, ridiculed for its shabby appearance, it is ignored by researchers. That's so mean.
1: Even science are like, no, cannot be bothered with this shabby excuse for a Pokémon.
0: It becomes Milotic as well. Milotic's like, really good. Poor bass and Magikarp. Anyway, that's enough Pokédex entries. Overall thoughts on the episode?
1: It's my favourite episode so far, because of the obstacles they've had, and it's a good use of Pokémon. It's got forced teamwork. It doesn't follow that regular plot, which they normally do. It's a little bit more terrifying than most episodes. It's a bit scarier, because obviously they're they're trapped so far under the sea. You don't know they're getting out. It starts off with them being assumed dead. No one's going to come and help them.
0: Overall thoughts, I'd say it was pretty good. I would not go as far as to say it's the best episode yet. I'd still think it's Electric Shock Showdown. So
1: at least it's another episode that I think is good. At least it's not like Pass of the Pokemon League or
0: something. Yeah, this episode is not the best ever, but it's still pretty good. The second episode we are watching
1: is The Arrival of Skull Greymon.
0: Ty decides he's going to be the new leader because he's the one with the goggles and the brand new crest. So he takes everyone else's food and decides to stuff it into Akamon's face against his will. Soon, they stumble across a coliseum, which they've been led to by Joe's tag glowing and sounding like the TARDIS. When they arrive, they find that there's football nets and a giant big screen, which Etamon soon appears on, scaring them all in the opposite direction, straight into a trap. Ogamon is the only one left outside of the trap, and is soon challenged with another Greymon, controlled by a Dark Ring prototype. In this battle between Greymon and Greymon, Ty, once he's escaped from the trap along with everyone else, where they found Joe's crest, runs out to get himself into danger, forcing Greymon to digivolve again. It all goes horribly wrong though, as he digivolves into Skull Greymon, who runs riot before de digivolving into Coromon. Tai realizes he's an idiot, and then the episode ends. Digimon, monsters, are the champions. Digimon,
1: monsters, what did you like about this episode? Mm, not a lot. I've only got three likes. Oh, I've got quite a few things. My first like is really obscure. The music when they first go to the Coliseum sounds a lot like the music from Nightmare Before Christmas. From the second song called Jack's Lament. It sounds a lot like that.
0: I like it when Ty says arg. Arg? He just says arg. She goes arg. When, when, when does
1: this happen?
0: It's like right near the start of the episode. He literally just says the word arg. I don't
1: remember it, I will believe.
0: You. he doesn't make a sound that's supposed to be spelt like arg he literally just says arg it doesn't go ah it just goes arg
1: sure why not i like the concept of having another greymon because it's a monster they already know of so they should know its strengths and weaknesses but then i have a lot of complaints about it as well which we'll get to i have a lot of complaints about this episode uh and then my last like because i'm going to get them out of the way is i like them trying to explain marching fishes
0: Is he's a nerd he knows the answers S- simple
1: multiple Universes, or whatever he says, I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: Like, clearly, just in a different dimensional rift or something. I just love
1: Gomamon saying, eh,
0: it just happens. So you've actually run out of likes? Yeah, that's me for likes in this episode. I've got many smaller things as well. First of all, Joe's tag sounds like the TARDIS when it starts glowing, and that's amazing. <laughs> it's It's pretty much just the TARDIS sound from Doctor Who.
1: It also glows a little like the
0: TARDIS as well. It would be so good if the Doctor just appeared. Nah, it'd be so good if his crest
1: just faces out of existence. <laughs> It's my crest!
0: Uh, oh. Disappears forever. Why is this crest so unreliable? Ty does know it's a crest of courage somehow.
1: Through magic. Through magic
0: and plot convenience. It's that divine intervention again. That's what keeps happening. (laughs) Anyway, getting back onto things I like, Etamon apparently has actual fans, and I'm assuming that they're all the Gazimon. Yeah, I'm really assuming the Gazimon. The Gazimon fan club. Or the Etamon fan club of Gazimon. Doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it doesn't. Favourite line from Etamon so far? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm so evil. Good for you, Etamon. I'm glad you acknowledge the fact that you're evil.
0: That's his only reason for being evil. It is for saying that he's evil. I'm so evil. It's the best line, and he just throws it out there. Oh, I'm so evil. Something to be proud of that.
1: You could be proud of what alignment you are. Like I say, I'm so tired. I'm proud of the fact I'm
0: always tired, all the time. I liked it when they started playing football.
1: Mm, it was a nice moment. It was good to see the kids teaching the Digimon something about their world. Even though it is football, which I care
0: very little for. And they call it soccer, because they're American. It's sport ball. You do the thing and you win the points. Um, I liked the music when Skull Greymon appeared. It was good.
1: Actually, yeah, okay, I actually really liked that. I, I like the sequence as well, because it's different. It doesn't look like a good evolution, because there's a red beam that comes out of the device and it goes through the crest, and the crest has gone black as well.
0: Like, this is the only time I think that Digivolution animation's used. Yeah, yeah. It's good that they've put effort into it.
1: It's the only time they have a dark evolution, and I kind of wish they'd done more.
0: Well, I think it would have got a bit samey if they'd done it too many times. Like, they only need to learn the lesson once.
1: It would have been nice to have an arc where maybe a couple of the others go through dark evolutions.
0: I don't know. I mean, score quite very much cool and
1: everything, but it would have been cool to see maybe... Black where Karuruman... I was thinking more Anjumann would have been quite good.
0: What if it became like... Devimon. Would it work? Well, it was because they were trying to force the Digivolution to the next level that it happened. Tai wasn't being courageous, he was just being an idiot.
1: He was an absolute moron in this episode. Absolutely. But we'll talk
0: about that in a minute, though. Uh, Any more likes? Not really. Apart from the fact that Etamon made a dark ring.
1: He did, out of hoses. I would love to know where he got the Greymon from. That is a good question. Where did he
0: get all his Digimon from?
1: Dislikes. Dislikes... Ty is an asshole in this episode for no reason. Just Ty overall. It's such a jump from his normal attitude, though. It's poorly written and it feels like such a mood swing. It doesn't feel like how he is. He's not like this again and he was never like it before. He just seems to have gone completely nuts about the idea of he is the only one who can save them and and stuff and it doesn't make any sense. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. He was just poorly written for being this way I could see him maybe getting a bit more defensive about the fact that he's the only one who can evolve to ultimate but then we haven't seen him evolve to ultimate yet so why does he feel so confident that he can evolve to ultimate it feels like he's excited to try his new toy because that's basically what having the tags and crests I feel like he's so impatient about testing it out but I feel like they wrote it in a bad way.
0: Like, the closest he's actually been to being like this is probably in Sub-Zero Ice Punch, where he was a bit of a jerk towards Matt. But even then, he wasn't that bad. It's just that he didn't understand exactly what Matt was feeling. But in this episode, he's just wrong. <laughs> I don't get why he had to force-feed
1: Ogumon all that food. He doesn't need that much food, especially when he's full and he says he's full and doesn't need to eat any more. And then he still tries to force food down his throat. And then everybody else not having food, he would rather restrict everybody else's chances of evolution just for the chance to evolve to ultimate.
0: That's basically the problem Ty has in this episode is he assumes that digivolution to the next level is going to work in the same way as digivolution to champion level. So he just ups everything. So he's like, oh, more danger, more food, and it'll work fine. But it doesn't work like that. And that's why he messes up. He mentions...
1: Greymon evolving so much as well they they make such a fuss about it and they constantly mention it but I feel like they don't need to because it's another Greymon surely Greymon versus Greymon they're either going to be evenly matched or at least Ty's Greymon's going to be stronger because it's got this special
0: type of evolution except it was extremely bloated because Ty had overfed it
1: but then, and this is another thing, they mentioned earlier on in the episode that the other kids' Digimon can't evolve, but then they do. And surely when they evolve, when there's Garurumon, Birdurumon, and Greymon, surely they can defeat the one Greymon. But no, Greymon's got to evolve to Skull Greymon, and then Tentamon's got to evolve to it, it It feels like they didn't really need to have school greymon happened in this episode they could have fought greymon without the evolution to ultimate because they had three champions there and three champions are stronger than the one champion
0: ty's greymon didn't need to evolve to the next level
1: there's no need for it at all and i feel like they could have just not had that happen in this episode but it felt so forced and so written in
0: well that's honestly i think that's probably a good point about it is that ty was trying to force it to happen and he didn't need to And that's why this episode feels so wrong is because Ty's trying to digivolve wrong. That's a bit deep. (laughs) So the fact that this episode is bad is actually good because its intention is to show that this digivolution is bad and trying to force Agumon to digivolve again was a bad idea. Maybe. Maybe I agree with you on that. Basically, I'm trying to argue that it's bad on purpose because it's trying to shine a negative light on this type of Digivolution.
1: I think we're giving Digimon a lot more credit than it deserves for this.
0: Yeah. Skull Greymon's design's good, by the way. I love Skull Greymon. He looks really cool. I like it in Digimon World 3. or 2003? Depending on where you're from. Anyway, other things we didn't like about this episode.
1: So, Etimon is here. We should all run into this net. Why? Why do they all suddenly run into the net for no reason?
0: Because the big screen is scary.
1: But they all just crowd into a net. Surely run away from the actual colosseum. Don't don't
0: run into the back of a net. Oh, they probably saved this one up from the plot convenience store.
1: It's nice that Joe had his crest second. Although it was in a weird place and made zero sense.
0: It's in the floor. It was the floor. How did they size it up to make it into a floor panel? Crests are weird. So far the crests have been from a wall and from a floor.
1: Slowly they shall build a house out of crests.
0: Exactly. They need three more walls and a ceiling. Any more dislikes? There's lots of digivolution sequences in this one to fill time.
1: It was a bit fillery
0: at certain points. It's mostly the second half of the episode where it happened, where Skull Greyman was on his rampage.
1: Which wasn't the worst Rampage over. I mean, he
0: destroyed a Colosseum and ran around a bit. Colosseum that was already, like, sunk into the desert. Really old.
1: He couldn't have, you know, leveled the city or anything in, that, in the time he was there, so.
0: Final thing I don't like is Koromon's new voice. It's a completely different voice actor to the Koromon in the first episode. It's not the same Koromon. <laughs> it was not this high-pitched or trying to be cute. Koromon shouldn't be cute. It's not the cutest design. Coromon is adorable. I know, but it shouldn't have the high-pitched voice. It doesn't fit with the whole Agumon line and the rest of the voices. No, it doesn't. Um, The one we get from Home Away From Home is nice. That is, this is the same one, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. We'll see when we get to the episode. It means brave little warrior. Don't you forget it, Ty. I don't think it does. Yeah, it bugged me that Coromon's voice was a different person and didn't fit at all. If you got any more dislikes, you're out of them, aren't you? Yes, I am. You were just like, Ty's the worst. And then I was like, this is why this episode makes sense.
1: Yeah, Ty's done, written in a weird way. The evolution was pointless. But then you sort of swayed me by saying, it's kind of pointless, but also it it makes sense that it's pointless because it doesn't need to happen. Ty's making it happen. Which makes me think, actually, that's kind of clever of them. The whole point of this episode is that it's pointless. That is so weird. Justifying the episode, it's weird. It, it, make, it makes sense that it it's dumb and forced because Ty's forcing it. Do we agree that the the writers thought of this and decided to make that how they've written it? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's a happy accident. It's still cool, though. It is. Seeing it and, and viewing it like that kind of makes the episode better than it is. And I'm I'm happy to believe that they did it like that.
0: What's your favourite thing in this episode? Skull Greymon because
1: it's a skeleton dinosaur th- thing with a fish missile lodged in its rib, well, its spine. Apart from that, there's nothing new in this episode really, so you can't really, I can't really pick something that I hadn't picked before.
0: I'm surprised you didn't pick the DigiWorld weirdness of the Colosseum.
1: It's not really that weird. It's, it's not like a piece of modern
0: technology. It's just a Colosseum. It's got like a giant screen and football nets in it.
1: Uh, it's not the weirdest thing that we've had, so.
0: Weird is practically normal now. Yeah. Overall thoughts? It's an episode. Originally I didn't enjoy it,
1: but now you've sort of swayed me by saying, imagine it's supposed to be bad because it's how Ty makes it bad. So I like it more because I can view it under that lens.
0: Yeah, I thought it was okay. And Joe got his crest. That's a good thing that happened. Yeah, that's a bit of progress. It's just a bit annoying how Ty was dumb. He was being a bit too much like Ash, who surprisingly was good in this set of episodes. Ty was just bad Ash, overly confident, thinks he can win everything. At least he, he got
1: knocked down a peg or two by having immediate repercussions of on Ash still hasn't learned.
0: No. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we talk about similarities and differences in these episodes.
1: So let's start with our monsters of the week. I had Gyarados because I didn't want to pick Magikarp or Skullgremon because I picked them, but Skull I, Gyarados is kind of boring.
0: Yeah, Gyarados. Yeah, Magikarp was more
1: fun than Gyarados. It scares me a little bit. Maybe that's why I can pick it. Gyarados used to scare me when I was younger.
0: So, what was your monster of the week? I'm going to say Skullgremon because it's big, it's scary, it's powerful, it's chaotic, and I'm pretty certain I there was like this magazine competition, where you had to draw a monster and send it in, and I just drew a picture of Skull Greymon and sent that in, because I was a little cheater.
1: That's fine, I don't see a problem with that.
0: Yeah, so clearly it likes Skull Greymon. It's a cool design. We saw all the champions alongside it, and Skull Greymon was just gigantic, so that was cool. Which episode do you think had the best storyline? Pokémon, by far. Why? Because
1: it was so different, and there was genuine life-threatening situations. I
0: thought Pokemon's was incredibly simple. What do you mean simple? It was... It was, they are trapped underwater, they get out from under the water.
1: Yeah, but that's good. I mean, how are
0: they going to get out
1: from being trapped on the bottom of the ocean
0: in a cruise liner that's
1: upside down, where they've only got their Pokemon to help them get out?
0: It's so predictable!
1: Or well, what did you expect? Did you expect like I don't know, Brock to drown down there and die? Yes.
0: It was good. It's better than the Digimon episode. I thought Digimon's made more sense. No. It wasn't incredibly predictable. It, you wouldn't be able to predict that Ty was going to be a complete and utter idiot and start force feeding Agumon or force Digivolve.
1: Well, the titles, the arrival of Skull Greymon, so you know Skull Greymon's going to be in it. You don't know what Skull Greymon is. So you're saying you find the Digimon episode where is uncharacteristically bad and then there's no reason for the evolution and they all go into a football net more interesting than the gang wake up at the bottom of the ocean in an upturned cruise liner with team rocket where they have to find a way to get back to the surface without dying whilst using their pokemon
0: listen to the episode title for pokemon pokemon shipwreck yeah that sums up the whole episode you don't really need any more explanation.
1: It doesn't. You knew that from the end of the last episode that they're trapped in a boat under the
0: sea. But you don't even need the episode title.
1: You can't go from the last episode to, to the next episode. Like you can't go from Battle Aboard the St. Anne to the Island of Giant Pokemon or whatever it is. You can't go from that episode to the, that episode without watching this. Still, it's
0: really boring. <laughs>
1: It's not boring. I will fight you for this episode. This is potentially my favourite episode.
0: It might be your favourite episode and it's still good, but I don't think it had the better (sighs) storyline.
1: No, I refuse to believe that you think that this storyline for Digimon is better. What happens in this episode? They go to a, a coliseum and then they evolve. That's the episode.
0: You forgot Joe's Crest. You also forgot Ty feeling like he's responsible for everyone because he's the only one with the crest, therefore actually justifying all of his actions.
1: That's getting to minor plot points because you, you've covered over so much stuff in Pokemon. Basically what happens in Digimon is Joe's crest glows, they go to a coliseum, and they do the evolution they do in every episode.
0: They don't do new Digivolution in every episode of
1: Digimon. Apart from one episode, they've had evolutions.
0: Wait, they've only had new Digivolutions in nine of the episodes.
1: Yeah, but they've had Digivolutions. They evolve in
0: most episodes. Yeah, they have Digivolutions, but they don't always have a new one.
1: I know, but how... I don't I don't get it. I don't get how you can think the Man episode's better than this.
0: I don't. I think it has a better storyline, but I don't think it's better all round. I don't know. <laughs> Thinking more about Digimon, I think talking about this more has made me think about... I think Digimon's just more complex and more interesting
1: than Pokémon's was... It's not complex. They, it was an accident that they wrote the episode the way
0: it is. Just because it's an accident doesn't mean it wasn't clever. Ty is completely out of character. It doesn't make sense that he would do this. No, I think he could justify Ty's actions. He feels like he's the only one that can properly protect them because he's the only one with the crest. So you don't think that it's interesting that, that Ash... I don't think it's interesting that they are trapped underwater and they get out from underwater.
1: It's not as simple as that, though. They meet so many different obstacles and they find a way to solve these obstacles with their Pokemon.
0: Okay, the way they do it is fine, but still, it's not incredibly interesting. There's no deep emotional conflict within any of them or mistakes made or feelings of responsibility. <laughs>
1: They're settling their differences, begrudgingly, because Misty forces them to. They've got a responsibility, which is to not die, which is kind of a big responsibility. They've wound up at the bottom of the ocean in an upside-down cruise liner.
0: I still question the physics of that whole thing.
1: You know they're not going to end up at the end of the episode, blasting Team Rocket off and walking into the sunset after shaking hands with the Pokemon of the week.
0: Team Rocket do get blasted off by a boat they just about survive
1: well technically speaking they all blast off at the end don't they on, it even leaves it at a good cliffhanger which is them
0: in a literal tornado being separated this week's confusing how is it confusing <laughs> i think digimon did have the best storyline even if digimon might not have been better but i'm not sure yet the more i think about digimon the more i think how oh, i like it even if it was silly i'm so confused
1: I think the concept's interesting that Ty gets this ego because he's the first one to get the crest of plot, and then he approaches it in a wrong way. But I feel like Pokemon has such a good idea, especially considering the episodes we've had where there's a lot of filler and stuff. It's an actual small arc where they they end up on this boat, and then it's a cliffhanger at the end of the episode where they're plummeting to the bottom of the ocean. This
0: episode, this episode of Pokemon honestly could just be filler. It's not. It is. The last episode, they're going to die. Put a minute at the end of the next episode where they're all swimming up on the water Pokemon. And this episode's been accomplished. No, you don't know how they've got out of there. You don't need to know. They're on the water Pokemon, which have just swum out through one of the holes in the ship.
1: But they're not at the end of the episode. They're in the air. They're in the middle of a tornado. They're literally in the middle of a tornado.
0: That's just going to get them on the island, isn't it? So they could just end up servicing near the island. So what you're saying is you want it to be that you watched the last
1: episode. You see you see that they plummet to the bottom of the ocean. Next episode,
0: they're on a beach. No, next episode, they get dragged out by the World Pokemon and dragged to a beach, and voila, they're there.
1: That's not what happens in the next episode. The next episode, they wake up scattered on an island full of giant Pokemon.
0: This is still filler. It's not filler.
1: So much of this could be easily skipped. You could skip this episode of Digimon. That is also true. But... The ramifications of what happens in Pokemon affect the group a lot more than what happens in Digimon.
0: It doesn't affect the group in Digimon, it affects Ty and his his feelings about Digivolution and his role, sort of self-elected role as leader of the group. It's more about developing Ty than developing anything in terms of the group's progress. Pokemon is all about getting from A to B. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I really like Ty,
1: and I like that there's an arc that's devoted to his character development. And I guess I like how they've done it so that Ty is an idiot and approaches the next stage stage of evolution in a bad way and he's too hasty with it, he should have waited until it needed to be happening instead of forcing it to
0: happen. I get that, I like that, that's good. But you just like this episode of Pokémon too much.
1: I like it more. Okay, I enjoyed it more.
0: We haven't even done similarities yet because we've just been discussing this too much.
1: Okay, I think they're both tied for storyline. They both have, the storylines are quite different to what we
0: normally used to. Trying to make a truce.
1: I'm trying to settle it as a as, a, as a, a truce, yes, because I feel like we could argue both cases for a long time.
0: Okay, they're both actually sort of good. Well, anyway, similarities between these episodes.
1: I don't know. I've just got, I've put one on and Gyarados. I don't know. They're similar a bit. I feel like it's worth mentioning them both.
0: Destructive, angry evolutions. Okay, yeah. There's lots of things getting wrecked in both of these as well. Like, there's the raft or the whole ship was being destroyed, and then there was the Colosseum being torn apart as well. Yeah. Big monsters with a temper wrecking things were in both. Apart from that, there isn't much.
1: They're quite different
0: because Digimon starts off with them wandering in the desert
1: and then. Ends with um, them about to wander the desert. And Pokemon starts off, obviously, it's it's the middle part of three episode arc. So it starts off with them unconscious at the bottom of the sea. And then ends with them flying through the air.
0: But now, which episode do we prefer or enjoy more? I prefer Pokemon because,
1: as I said, it's part of this arc that's fantastic that I really like. It's the biggest danger they've been in so far. I don't know really struggling to pick the episode isn't as simple as them just opening a window and getting out and going up it's not as simple as that
0: that is basically the end result of it
1: but also digimon does it even it tries something new it tries what happens if you attempt evolution in the wrong way which i like i really like it i feel like they both try a new thing in a good way i feel like digimon has a few faults with parts of it like why are they in the football net why? Why go there? They put them there for plot convenient reasons, so then Ogumon's the only one out there. Looking past that, you know, it's good. I like the fact that Ty's an idiot. I'm, I'm stepping over what I've said already, but
0: can we call it a tie in this episode? I'm honestly torn between them, because Pokemon's was more fun, but Digimon's had a lot more character development to it. Pokemon's
1: felt more like an adventure. It was, just, it was definitely more of a mission, but Digimon did introduce, plot important points, and explain to us that there are certain dangers of evolution.
0: I feel like they were both good, but in different ways. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to pick a point. Maybe we should flip a coin for it when we don't know what we're doing. We could give them both a point. It depends what we're grading it
1: with, because depending on how we we distribute the score, and what points we tally up to make it a better episode determines who gets it i mean at the start of this i was dead said that pokemon had the better episode and that it was good and that i enjoyed it more but but after your discussion of explaining that you know maybe they did this all for a reason
0: it it does
1: make sense
0: it's so hard to pick this week
1: Uh,
0: I like them both in completely different ways. So what are we scoring it with? Which one? Like, What's more important to us? What are we more excited by? Character development or fun times and comedy?
1: It's not even comedy. It's, it's story. It's plenty
0: of humorous moments in Pokemon.
1: It's whether adventure and this quest of survival is more important than character development.
0: We're torn. Maybe we should tie it and then whoever wins the next episode gets this point as well
1: no i think i think we should give it to digimon really (laughs) Uh, hear me out digimon has given us a new concept and a new mechanic and a new problem in this one episode pokemon is stretching this story out over three episodes
0: yeah it probably could have been just two
1: and i feel like pokemon is gonna get They got the last episode's point. This episode is still going off that story. So maybe it shouldn't get a point for being part of the same bit of story. Like, the last episode and this episode especially are pretty much the same. So the next episode, even though it's part of the same arc, is set in a different place with a different set of things going on. And it'd be kind of stupid to give Pokemon three points. I'm not saying we're going to give the next episode a point but it's a bit unfair to give all three points potentially to Pokemon for what is the same little bit of story because they've had the last point for the last episode because we liked it we like the setting and everything this is the same setting but slightly different but Digimon did do something really good in this episode and the fact that you've changed my opinion of this episode from what you've said and explained to me i think it's worth validating that
0: does that make sense do you think that's a good a good conclusion so you're saying it's a point for me because i'm the best at arguing my case you get
1: a point for convincing me but it would be kind of stupid for us to give pokemon the point for essentially the next step of this little bit of art we could we could argue till we're blue in the face about who is the better story but i'm gonna try and deduct points for things and deducting a point from pokemon would be that i mean digimon had some issues with its writing yeah and then the football net but pokemon's already done the thing on the boat this is kind of still part of that that so they shouldn't continue the having the the point they've already got a point for this little bit of story because they're on the uh, saint anne doing the thing they're still on it and whilst it's a good episode they've already had a point for this little bit I'm quite happy to give the point to either of them. I think we should give it to Digimon because it's done something new. Okay. The shipwreck thing. It's not filler, but it's a thing that happened. It's not anything that is unexpected or anything like that. Like the next episode is kind of unexpected and out of the blue. This episode, it's going to happen. You know they're going to survive because it's Pokemon. They're not going to die. They're going to go and do more things because it's part of a long TV show. So it's kind of predictable that they're going to get out. It's nice to explore what they do and how they do it, but... I feel like Digimon also does something quite nice and showing us that there are dangers of evolution.
0: Okay. Well, that makes it 9-7 to Pokemon. Cool. I think, I think that's a good conclusion. I think that's definitely the longest Mono a Mono we've had yet. Join us again next time, where we will be watching episode 17. Island of the Giant Pokemon
1: and the Crest of Sincerity. You can subscribe to the Moncast on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. And if you'd like to leave us an iTunes or Stitcher review, that would be absolutely fantastic.
0: You can find our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and with the forums if you search for The Moncast.
1: Or you can email us at themoncastpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Make sure to contact us if you want anything mentioned on the show, and we'll cover it in the next administration segment. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. You've not seen Wandering Sun, and this makes me sad.
1: (laughs) I don't know what Wandering Sun is.
0: It's like... It's like... (laughs) It's the best... Uh... It's the best anime. Did you not get that reference?
1: It's a Pirates of the Caribbean reference.
0: Oh, I didn't get that reference.
1: Oh, it's... Jack Sparrow says, stop blowing holes in my ship. Oh, okay. In (laughs) In one of the films, because they're attacking the Black Pearl and I thought I'd say a quote from it, but change ship to plot, because it's my plot and you're blowing holes in it.
0: Plot holes.
1: I'm proud of myself for that.
0: Referential humour isn't as good as bad puns. My
1: phone is now playing an advert for something, and I don't understand why it's doing this. Shh. Sleep.
0: Motorbike. Yes. You have so many Motorbikes. motorbikes. I want to ride my bicycle, I want to ride my bike.